Ho, 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 holy shit, it is championship week, and we're here on a Christmas day recording this episode of the Domcast. Uh, well, this will serve to be the official preview show of the 2020 Domination League Championship, uh, which pits everybody's favorite, the Cupcake Queen, versus the plucky underdog, Chris Barr, and his Zeke squad. Um, the games will begin here shortly in about, uh, we're recording this, oh, I don't know, 3 o'clock, 3 o'clock Christmas Day. So we have uh, real NFL football at 4.30. Um, we got the Vikings and the Saints. That will matter uh, in the fact that Stacey has uh, Alvin Kamara, and that is you know the big gun. So we're starting out strong. Uh, we shall look back, I guess, on week 15 and do a recap to do justice. Um, going to move through these pretty quickly. We'll start with the fifth place game, which was too easy versus Trailer Trash. That's DJ versus myself. DJ pulls out the victory. It was a three-point win. Um, just looking here, Kyler Murray with a great game for me. He had Patrick Mahomes, Stephon Diggs, both with very good games. Uh, looking down through, Dalvin Cook was a monster. Um, yeah, nothing great. Uh, he was DJ was pretty solid throughout. His lowest scores were Mike Davis with 8.1. And DJ Chark was 9.3. My lowest score was uh, Irv Smith Jr. with 6.7. My kicker only with 6 points. So Claypool with 7.8 on Monday night. Uh, I, th- I thought I had a chance on Monday night. Uh, Claypool, as well as the Steelers' offense as a whole, really kind of stumbled and bumbled all around as they lost to the, oh, pathetic, woeful Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, let's move on to – let's talk consolation bracket. Uh, we had In the 7 versus 10, we had – uh, what is now known as Toby's Grundle versus Get Taylor Swifty. And it was a pretty decently uh, high-scoring affair. Jake gets the victory at 170.32 to 143.86 over Heath. Uh, notable Jalen Hurts with a monster game for Jake. Good uh, plug-and-play there by Jake. Jarvis Landry was solid. Deontay Johnson, good. Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, DJ Moore, all in uh, double figures, all near 20 points and surpassing their uh, projections. Heath had Antonio Brown found the end zone with 21.3 points. Good outing for Antonio Brown. Uh, Jeff Wilson was solid with 12, um, you know, kind of a last-minute substitution for Heath. And uh, Noah Fant was great on that Saturday night game last week, 20.80. Hollywood Brown was 16.8. Hollywood Brown, after we talked, we uh, we dogged that some bitch, and he's turned into a decent play over the last three or four weeks. Um... Young Wei Koo and Buffalo combined for 23 points for Heath. Pretty solid out of your special teams unit. Uh, he left Russell Gage, Salvin Ahmed, Leonard Fournette all on the bench, all over their projection and all over 15 points. That one uh, comes back to bite you in the ass. Jake also left J.D. McKissick, Melvin Gordon on the bench, both over 20 points. Jake moves on to the Constellation Final, uh, where he will battle How Do You Like Me Now? That is Evan, and they'll play for the number one pick. So the number one pick will reside uh, you know, just a few miles apart next year and uh, for the next, whatever it turns out to be, seven months or whatever it is, uh, I guess more like nine months, we'll hear either nothing from Evan or we'll know every move Jake might uh, make. Let's crack open a uh, high noon hard seltzer here, uh, lime flavored. Um, these are not bad, although kind of expensive, all things considered. Uh, never had them before. Kind of walked past them, decided, eh, I've heard these on the barstool ads. Uh, I'm going to give them a shot. 
Uh, tried the lime. I do like it. it tastes pretty good. Uh, it goes down pretty good. This is the last one we got, so I'm going to enjoy it here. Christmas, uh, Christmas podcast with a little high noon. Oh, that's good stuff. Okay. So Evan Brovey last week. Ev uh, put the boots to Brian. That's a 50-point that's a victory. Um, so Ev, if you listen to this and decide to get creative, which, you know, we know how you contribute to uh, to the league, to the to the group thread, to anything. Um, don't feel like you have to, you know, but you owe Brian a name change. Uh, Evan had a big day from Tannehill, Ridley, Cole Beastly. Uh, T.Y. Hilton stayed pretty solid. Miles Sanders, all over double digits. Uh, kicker and defense in single digits, as well as Raheem Mostert, who left early. Just got a little alert there on the inactive for the Vikings. Uh, yeah, so pretty good game by Evan. 171.92 is a pretty solid week. Brovey, a pretty lowly week. Aaron Jones with 25.8. Sean Watson with 23. Corey Davis with 22. And uh, Dobbins with 15. The rest of the team was, we have a 7.4 from Lockett, a 2.5 from Juju, a 1.8 from Hawkinson, 2 from Jason Sanders, and 2 from the Rams defense uh, in that absolutely pathetic loss to the Jets. Um, so, unfortunately, Brian, who had a pretty solid team there the last uh, you know, five or six weeks, he'll be playing for that third or fourth pick. Um, you want to get the third pick because once you get four, five, six, uh, you're pretty much stuck. That's where your decisions are kind of made for you and you don't get to make decisions. Um, so that's where Brian's at right now. As I said before, Evan will move on and he'll play Jake. So, okay, and uh, the semifinals last week, hide and Zeke. Okay, hide and Zeke. I said Zeke squad earlier in the intro. It's hide and Zeke. Um, <laughs> I forgot he was Zeke squad for a little bit. He beat the shit out of Evans team. Okay. 180.86 to 102.64. That's 78 points. That's a name change. We haven't heard from Barr on this. He, I mean, he asked, it was brought up, I guess maybe Barr didn't bring it up, but Barr, you owe Jeff a name change for this last week, buddy. So go ahead and do that. Uh, Josh Allen, a great game. New Hopkins, a great game. Marvin Jones has been on fire target machine lately. Uh, 12, 12 targets, three out of the last four. Um, and he's got a pretty decent matchup this upcoming week uh, with Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay. It's a high over-under game. Tampa Bay was known to be a little better defense early on in the season, although they are playing with, like, no coaches for Detroit. No offensive coordinator slash interim head coach Daryl Bevel won't be uh, coaching close contact deal. Uh, defensive coordinator, special teams coordinator, they will both be – uh, not coaching as well. So that could be interesting to see how the Lions play in general, but uh, mostly for fantasy, we're worried about guys like Stafford, Swift, Hawkinson, and uh, Marvin Jones. Duke, sorry, again, David Johnson uh, put out a pretty good game. David Johnson quietly has been pretty good this year. Uh, every time I look at him, I'm like, yeah, who cares? It's David Johnson, but he's been fine. And uh, 24 points last week for Barr. So Gus Bus Edwards filled in. When Zeke was uh, rolled out late, he had nearly 10 points. Can't complain about that. Eric Ebron with a solid 0.00. So we're looking at if he doesn't, if he plays Hunter Henry instead of Eric Ebron, you know, you're looking at nearly a 100-point victory, um, which would have been really impressive. For uh, for Jeff, Derrick Henry did his thing, and that's that's pretty much where it ends for Jeff. Uh, besides Derrick Henry, Hayden Hurst and Mike Evans. 
and the Cleveland defense were the only ones to surpass their uh, projections. Wayne Gallman, who's been pretty solid for Jeff uh, pretty much half the season, has put up 2.9. Robbie Anderson was only a 4. Adam Thielen at 9.1. DK Metcalf had one of his worst games at 9.3. The chips just didn't fall the right way. And that's why you can tell projections to blow it out their ass because Jeff was projected to win by 17 points, and he lost by 78. So there's your projections. Uh, In our last semifinal match, obviously we had the Cupcake Queen who won uh, against Fly Miami by 22. This this was – it was relatively high scoring. I mean, 155 to 134. Both in that median scoring range, maybe ETH was slightly below what our average is, but um, we kind of expected it to be more of a like 165 to 170 type game. A uh, couple couple letdowns, obviously Keenan Allen only played 25 snaps um, famously before the game started. He was obviously ruled active and then was uh, caught on camera saying, uh, play me, like telling his fantasy owners to, hey, I'm good to go, and then he played uh, – he played 25 snaps, had one catch for like 17 yards or something like that. Uh, going down through Cooper Cup, who's been kind of rough over the last two months, really. Uh, not a great game. Allen Robinson kind of underperformed, um, but he's still he's still upper echelon. Camara was closer to his normal self with Drew Brees, um, but mostly it was on the touchdown. It was a nice touchdown catch and run. Uh, David Montgomery, beast. Darren Waller, beast. Brandon Ayuk, beast. Brandon Ayuk. He's another guy who just targets, targets, targets. Um, and then Justin Tucker, New England defense was fine. Uh, for Ethan, Lamar Jackson was great, 30 points nearly. Uh, but Devontae Adams was nearly 15 points below, well, 13 points below his projected. Um, Robert Woods was good. He was over his. Tyreek Hill under his. Kareem Hunt was kind of bad. Josh Jacobs was for fantasy, kind of good, but for real life, did not look that good. Um, we'll see how he does this week. Amari Cooper was a big-time bust with only 2.3 points. I believe Amari Cooper only had one catch. Um, I'm going to check the stat line here real quick. Two for 10. Two for 10 against the 49ers. So that's that's not good. Not what you expect, uh, especially in a game where there were points scored. You know, it was 41-33, and Amari Cooper had two for 10. Uh, Baltimore defense did their part with 10 points in victory over Jacksonville. Unfortunately, Ethan will be playing for third place. Stacy will move on to the championship. And now let's move on to the championship round preview. Um, obviously, DJ and I are done. We don't have anything to play for. In the uh, the ninth place game, that'll be Toby's Grundle versus Brovi. Um, this will be for picks three and four. Just gonna I'm gonna look at what I might think is gonna be a key for this matchup. Uh, and looking down through it, we know Heath has dealt with uh, injury issues throughout the year. Heath is, interestingly enough, going to be sending Leonard Fournette and Le'Veon Bell out as his RB1 and 2. Uh, could be could be what gets him the third overall pick because they're both in decent spots. Uh, Lev Bell against Atlanta, Leonard Fournette against Detroit. Not exactly burning the world down as far as run defenses go. Uh, I, I do like um, Leonard Fournette against Detroit more than Lev Bell against Atlanta. Atlanta actually not terrible against uh, the run but both defenses are like the worst two against the pass. So maybe the these teams stay pass happy. Uh, Antonio Gibson, not going to play Heath. Uh, hate the Berkshire bubble. bubble. I, I just have a hard time seeing him playing. Uh, I guess they're in a winning position where they need to win to continue to, you know, push towards the playoffs. But I just don't think Antonio Gibson is going to play. I don't think they gain a whole lot from it. I think they can leave McKissick out there 
in the matchup against Carolina and kind of get the same output as they would with uh, Antonio Gibson, let him rest another week. Um, on Brovi's side, Juju can't be doing what he's been doing. Andy's a good defense. Juju needs to step it up for the Steelers. Uh, really like Aaron Jones. That's a Sunday night game. I think he could rip Tennessee apart. I also think that could be a big Rodgers passing game, but Jones is involved in the passing game enough to you know, turn enough uh, receptions into a good fantasy night. Dobbins against the Giants, I think, is vital for the Baltimore Ravens to get J.K. Dobbins going. The Giants are no slouch on defense, especially against the run, but they are a team – uh, that Baltimore needs to physically beat up and show that they can do that uh, going forward into the playoffs. Because if they're going to do well in the playoffs, we've seen Lamar throw the ball. It's not great. Um, so they need to get Dobbins going. Mark Ingram was a healthy scratch last week. I probably expect him to play. I think they're just resting him for health reasons too. Uh, but I think they they got to get Dobbins in the 15-plus touches uh, range going forward. I also think Tyler Lockett projected 15.44. It's kind of wild. I don't think it's that he can't do that because uh, we've seen Ramsey shadow DK Metcalf in the matchup with the Rams and the Seahawks. Um, but Tyler Lockett has been very bad back half of the year. So it'll be for the Seahawks to win that game and for Brovy to win this matchup. I think Tyler Lockett might just be the uh, the overall key. So uh, quick look at it. I think I like Brovy, um, but I think with Fournette and Levy on Bell – there's a chance that he could get a really big game out of uh, out of those two and maybe take it that way. Also, like streaming, I guess you consider it streaming, uh, Baker Mayfield against the Jets. Uh, in the battle for the first overall pick, Evan is projected to narrowly, and I mean very narrowly, uh, beat Jake. Uh, I like this. It is a literal toss-up. Um, Jake will get George Kittle back from IR. That's awesome. Um, I know the feeling there. That's great. He's also going to be playing Jalen Hurts, the quarterback against Dallas. I like that play as well. Um, similar to Juju, Deontay Johnson is going to be a big factor. If the Steelers are going to beat the Colts and get, uh, they need to write that ship. I mean, obviously Ben doesn't look great. I don't know if it's, he's not healthy or what, what's the deal. Um, but they need to get that thing going right. DeAndre Swift against Tampa. Not a great running matchup, but they've been uh, more susceptible lately. I really like Melvin Gordon uh, Sunday afternoon against the Chargers. That's a good flex play. Actually, a great flex play, especially with Terry McLaurin not likely to play against Carolina. If Terry McLaurin's not going to play, I don't see any reason to play Antonio Gibson. Um, I guess if you think you can pound the ball down Carolina's throats, which you can, maybe you try to get Gibson out there, uh, but maybe you just play very conservative and play keep away and just take Peyton Barber out there and let him get two or three yards of carry and no explosive plays and hope to win the game that way. Uh, Green Bay defense against Tennessee for Ev is an interesting play uh, because Tennessee can score, and they will score them. Buffalo defense for Jake, however, that's that's one where uh, that might be the turning point of this thing. I, I really think we're going to see Jake get the first overall pick. Um, obviously, Travis Kelsey against Atlanta could uh, – could put up big numbers. I know Miles Sanders is a he's a big uh, what do you want to say? He's on the top of a lot of people's you know must start list or love list or whatever you want to call them uh, this week against Dallas. If Philly's going to be good at anything, they got to get Miles Sanders touches, um, and I think this is a good get right week for him. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm going to go with Jake. So I think Jake's going to be getting the first overall pick. Um, Jake has strung together a nice little end of the season possibly. And uh, he can go into next year looking forward to that pick 
and having Christian McCaffrey be injured for, you know, three quarters of the season. All right, third place game. This this game right here sucks basically. Uh, you're picking to, you're you're playing to pick eighth or ninth. Uh, or whatever it breaks down to be, um, or I guess seventh or eighth, right? Seventh or eighth. And we have Evans team against Fly Miami, bro. And Ethan is projected to win by nearly twenty points. I'm um, looking on Jeff's side. Derrick Henry obviously has a great matchup against Green Bay. Derrick Henry might score fifty fantasy points against the Packers, and they still might lose the game. Uh, and in that same game, Devontae Adams, he might just go for three touchdowns against Tennessee. Both those guys could very well pop off for those might be the top two scoring players in fantasy this week, non-quarterback. Uh, actually, I'm going to put, there you go. There's my bold prediction. Derrick Henry, Devontae Adams, running back one, wide receiver one. That's my prediction. Tyree Kill against Atlanta also. He might want to get his ass in that conversation as well. Um, I do like Ethan's team right now. They're not, they're, uh, Obviously, he was close to the championship. He lost in the semifinals. Uh, Amari Cooper will probably see a lot of Darius Slay if he's healthy enough to play. Uh, so that could be another bad matchup for him. Whereas Mike Evans in the flex for Jeff going against Detroit, he might just eat them alive. So uh, I'm looking here at options. I think I'm gonna my, my prediction is going to be that Ethan wins, and Ethan will have that choice if he wants to pick 7th or 8th. Um, really, that might be the worst spot to be in to finish in, to finish fourth overall and have to pick seventh. Like if that's what the person chooses, that's, that might be the worst, uh, cause you've had a good enough year this year, but you're, you're just stuck directly in the middle. Um, okay. Now what everybody's been waiting for. And when I say everybody, I mean, you know, Chris and Stacy, another high noon sip. Okay. Stacy is projected to win this thing, 165 to 134. That's a 30-plus point differential in projections. Now, I'm going to take this one step at a time, and I'm going to break down each positional group, and uh, then maybe we'll talk about what I think is going to happen, and then we'll sign off. So let's talk quarterback matchups. Josh Allen for the Bills against New England on Monday night. That will be the be-all, end-all of this matchup. I told uh, Barr that if he's within, I don't know, maybe I told Stacy this, if Barr's within 40-ish points, so 40, 42, 38 maybe, he's in striking distance. Josh Allen can do that. He can do that against the Patriots. Will he need to do that against the Patriots? Maybe the question. They may have enough, you know, with Josh Allen or without him. I mean, Singletary and Moss may get some touchdowns, you know. All, Diggs might get him down to the two. Devin Singletary pops one in. Zach Moss pops one in. That could really hurt Josh Allen's fantasy day. We've seen the Bills score points when Josh Allen doesn't have great fantasy numbers. We've also seen Josh Allen put up some of the best quarterback performances of the year. On the other side, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, maybe the most talented quarterback to ever play the game. Talent. Very good statistically. Has a Super Bowl ring. He's effortless when he throws the ball. He's very smart. More athletic than anybody gives him credit for at his age. Um, and this year for fantasy has been up and down, not bad ever really a uh, couple, couple games below 15, but not many. Um, I don't think he has to win the whole damn game for Stacy. Okay. He's projected 23. I think as long as he gets to 20, her team, the rest of the way is good enough, uh, to at least keep her on pace for roughly her target score and what she needs to beat Chris by. Uh, I do give the edge to bar in a quarterback battle, even though Josh Allen is projected less. Rodgers has a great matchup, but like I said a little bit earlier, I also think that uh, Aaron Jones is in a good matchup against Tennessee as well. 
the wide receiver group as a whole, including flexes. We're going to say including flexes right now. Uh, for Barr, he's got DeAndre Hopkins against San Francisco, Chris Godwin against Detroit, Marvin Jones against Tampa Bay, and Kiki QT against Cincinnati. Um, obviously, Marvin Jones and QT are guys who, for the most part this season, hasn't haven't been starters. QT has just come back onto the scene two three weeks ago. Marvin Jones is a guy that uh, pretty much everybody in this league has probably rostered in this league's history, and you know what the ride is with Marvin Jones. You're hoping for you know, a couple big touchdowns uh, or a big touchdown to get the points that you need from him. But lately he has been more of a PPR asset. He's getting 12 targets, catching, you know, seven to 10 balls, uh, scoring touchdowns. If he does that this week, he'll be in the matchup. If he does not do that this week, if he busts, if he goes two for 15 or whatever, he's probably in a bad spot. Um, Kiki QT against Cincinnati, that's another one where does – if he scores, he's, he's good. If he doesn't score, he's probably not going to have tons of catches. And I think the Texans probably beat Cincinnati pretty bad. Houston needs a win. Um, Deshaun Watson is the kind of guy who, he doesn't matter what the record is, he's going to play his ass off. So that being said, he could feed up QT, but I think he's still got Brandon Cooks. He's still got David Johnson, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, he's also got Chad Hansen, who's come on. He's got a couple tight ends that are, you know, decent not necessarily for fantasy but athletically uh so qt i I don't love qt but uh if he scores he's fine i don't know i don't know if he gets to 11.76 he had a touchdown last week pretty damn close to two touchdowns before he fumbled at the goal line um flipping over to stacy side wide receivers cooper cup against seattle Allen robinson against jacksonville Ooh, that's mouthwatering um brandon iuke against arizona and Keenan Allen against the Denver Broncos. Keenan Allen, very questionable. Uh, practice has been something that he hasn't really partaken in this week. Uh, and even if he does, look what he did last week. You know, he pretty limited practice or whatever. Um, they say he's active. They say he's going to play, plays 25 snaps, gets one or two targets. Do you want to risk that is my thought. Um, she has pivots. She's got Kenyon Drake. She's got Jerry Judy. Um Possibly even Tony Pollard, depending on what goes on with Zeke. Again, something we'll get to in a minute. Uh, so she has options to pivot to there. I love Allen Robinson yet again against Jacksonville. That's another situation where does Allen Robinson need to pop off for Chicago to beat Jacksonville? A great thing for Stacy having two Chicago Bears players is because they've won over the last two weeks, they're back in the thick of the playoffs, the hunt at least, and now they've got to you know put a beat down on Jacksonville, get that shit done quick. And if Chicago is going to win quick, it's going to be because Allen Robinson and Dave Montgomery. I uh, definitely, obviously, I think that DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver in the matchup for fantasy and in real life. Uh, but the overall group, I give Stacy the nod. I think she's got the better group. Uh, I think that's been one of the strengths of her team, especially since Brandon Ayuk has come back to uh, come back after the little the COVID and the injury, but also now with Debo out. You know, yeah, Kittle comes back, but that's kind of a good thing, I think, because the you know the focus isn't going to be all on Ayuk, uh, and they're they're going to now with Kittle and Ayuk uh, and you know anybody else in the 49ers, it is going to be C.J. Beathard playing quarterback. So not exactly ideal as far as quarterback skill goes, but uh, Beathard can play. We've seen him play before. I think he'll be fine for fantasy. Okay, now we move on to running back. Barr is going to be sending out David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott. He's also got Gus Edwards and Todd Gurley on the bench. Todd Gurley uh, is now benched, so 
I guess you're not going to be playing him. So he'll have uh, Gus Edwards against the Giants if he needs to pivot. Barr's depth is being tried very hard right now. Ezekiel Elliott, I think he plays against Philly, but Philly's a tough matchup, and Zeke has not shown, you know, the burst he once had, the explosive playability. Um, he's projected 11.62. I think if he plays, he might exceed that 11.62, but not by a lot, not enough to break a game open. Uh, and then David Johnson projected nearly 14.5 against Cincinnati. He could do that. I think he'll do that. Um, but he, it's another one where I don't think he needs to do a ton. Uh, his 24 points last week was maybe his best game or his second best game of the year. I don't know that we're knocking on the 20 point door, but I, th- I think Dave Johnson gets 16 points. Um, but we flipped the script over to Stacy's side, and this is where the matchup will be won and lost. Alvin Kamara, David Montgomery, both in good matchups. Kamara against Minnesota, uh, Drew Brees under center, no Michael Thomas, David Montgomery against Jacksonville. Maybe the worst defense in football right now. The Bears, as I just said, need to do it and put it away early. Don't let the Jags hang around and drop one you don't need to drop. If Stacy's going to win, it's going to be because of these guys. Kamara, it's going to take the field here in about an hour. The matchup, I don't want to say it could be decided today, but if Kamara has a Kamara game from a year or two ago where he puffs for 40, we might be putting the name on the trophy right now. Okay, that's just the way it's going to be. It's going to be Kamara and David Montgomery that run her to a title, and I think that's appropriate. On the bench, she's got Kenyon Drake that I mentioned. If Keenan Allen doesn't go, that's probably the most likely pivot. The only problem is that's a Saturday game, so if you don't know Allen's status tomorrow, then you can't really go to Kenyon Drake because I don't love his upside this week in San Francisco. Really, it's that he's probably off the table because I don't think you're going to know. I think it's her best option. I don't know what she's going to do if Keenan Allen doesn't play. Um, I'm not super comfortable with him playing, even if he's healthy or not healthy, active. I should say we know he's not healthy, uh, but we'll see what she decides to do. Kicker battle, battle. Two guys I love: Tucker, who's you know the most accurate, best kicker out there, playing against the Giants. They will score, and the good thing is the Giants' defense is solid, so they may hold them to actually kicking some field goals. Tyler Bass against New England, kind of the same thing. New England defense has been a little bit banged up. Uh, Especially now, no Gilmore. So it'll be uh, Jackson will be their lead corner. Not a slouch by any means, but um, I think Buffalo will get behind them. And I think so that probably means that uh, Tyler Bass kicks a lot of PATs, not field goals. So I'll lean Justin Tucker on that, although they're two of my favorite guys going right now. Defensively, Indy against Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay at Detroit. Um, projected exactly the same, interestingly enough, 6.61. Pittsburgh, if Pittsburgh's offense plays like they have over the last couple of weeks, Indy will probably score 50 points on defense because Pittsburgh's offense is fucking awful. Uh, Tampa Bay against Detroit. Detroit is not a bad offense. We talked about Marvin Jones, Matt Stafford. Uh, He's a a gunslinger. He's a competitor. Injured or not, he's going to go out there and do it. DeAndre Swift, talented back. Um, Hawkinson's been a good uh, weapon on that offense. But no Mm. offensive coordinator slash head coach, play caller, whatever. I trust Matthew Stafford to be able to run the offense without a coach. He's been doing it long enough. He doesn't need that. But he's got to – is he going to be able to get everybody in order? Who's calling the plays? Is the person calling the plays someone that knows what the hell they're doing? Or is it someone who is an offensive quality control assistant and they just happen to be the guy who gets the play sheet? That's a good play. I like that play a lot. She also has New England against Buffalo. I don't like that. I think Josh Allen ripped them up. Um, yeah, so that being said, I think uh, on paper – 
on paper, this may be the most bland championship we've had, at least for a long time. I remember whenever Heath and Jake played the first year, it was very – it was Heath and Jake, right? Yeah. It was – I think Jake was projected to win that thing pretty good, and I think he did. Um, Stacy's hands down favored here. We all we all kind of see that. Barr knows that. Uh, if Barr were to win this, this would be – this would be like – I'm trying to think of your biggest – underdog upsets in championship game history. Um, people would probably say the Jets with uh, Joe Namath and, and him calling a shot or whatever, uh, but we were all like, you know, our parents were not even born yet, so, uh, or maybe they were. I, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I think Stacy gets the victory. I think we have our first female champ. We got a new champ coming no matter what. Uh, as it scrolls across the bottom line here on ESPN, Julio Jones out this week again, so... Good thing I'm not playing because, you know, that's been really great for me. Um, yeah, so we're going to be looking at a, re- a recap podcast up sometime next week. I apologize for the late uh, publication of this one. Not what I wanted to do necessarily. Kind of, you know, got busy Christmas week, all kinds of stuff. Hope everybody's having a great holiday. Uh, my daughter slipped and fell on the ice and smacked her head and scared the living shit out of me this morning. Uh, so that's where we're at. Um, she's all right. Seems to be all right. At least, you know, she wasn't that bright to begin with. Now it's a joke. Actually, she's quite smart, smarter than me at this age. You know, she, she knows more than I do. Um, yeah, so let's see. We got football for four days straight starting today. Uh, three tomorrow, 11 on Sunday and one on Monday, last Monday night game of the year. Then we got week 17 next week, which is Saturday and Sunday. And then we go into playoffs. So we are winding down here. College Bowl season in full swing. And as always, I will leave you with my uh, Zags. They play tomorrow against Virginia. Uh, Virginia is ranked in the teens, a solid team. They you know, they won the national championship just a few years ago. They play a slowed down game. Play defense, shoot to three. Gonzaga runs the floor, um, scores the ball in transition. Not sure what's going to happen. It's, it's definitely a clash in contrast styles, but... Uh, 4 o'clock CBS tomorrow, right in the middle of the NFL. But, hey, i got to do it because they've been winning since I've been plugging them. So, go Zags. Everybody have a Merry Christmas. Good luck to Stacey and Barr, but mostly Stacey. Let's kick the shit out of them because I want to see you win because i got to live with you. And come Monday night, Tuesday morning, if you're on the wrong side of this, you're probably going to have a day or two here where it's not great. Okay? So, let's just all keep that in consideration. Leighton needs her mother to win for her own happiness. Understood? Everybody got that? All right, everybody, Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you next week.